What's up, everyone? You're listening to Sincerely Angie Podcast, and I'm your host, Angie. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to my little gumbo pot. Please be sure to rate and subscribe wherever available, and don't forget that you can download any of your favorite episodes for offline listening. You can always find any information needed on today's episode in the show notes. And for further info, such as social media handles like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, you can visit SincerelyAngieM.com. Hey, to all of my online shoppers or anyone looking to rack up some extra bucks, Rakuten, formerly Ebates, is the place for you. If you're shopping online, why not get cash back in the process? And if you're looking to make money on the side, all you have to do is refer a friend. When they spend their very first $25, they'll get $10 free and you'll get paid for referring them. Who doesn't like free money? You can get paid with a big fat check or you can get paid through PayPal. You can find a link to get started in the show notes, or you can always visit SincerelyAngieM.com under the promo tab. Happy shopping, and let's start racking. Hey everyone, it's Angie, and yes, I'm back with a new episode. I know it's been a while, but here we are, and I have, from about 40 episodes ago, I have Ken from the Dear Dater episode part one and two back on the podcast. Ken, go ahead on and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Ken from 40 episodes before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. What's up? We're happy to have you back here. Um, You are currently, well, not currently, but I mean, you've started your own podcast. You've had it for a while, and then you kind of revamped it, and now you're back again. So tell us about your podcast. So my podcast, the name of it is Positive Organic Vibes, uh, the initials POV for your point of view, where we give biased and unbiased uh, predictions on what we think about topics, and just be humans and talk about it. And we always end with a smile. Yes. When we talk to one another, we can talk for hours and talk about any and everything, and that's ten, that that's what we tend to do each and every time that we have a conversation, whether it's through text messages or on the podcast. We go from A to Z and everything all in between. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Ken and I met years ago, and if you've listened to the Dear Dater episode, then you would have heard the story about us, and we talk from time to time, keep you know, we check on each other and make sure everybody's fine and how we're doing during these difficult or uncertain times that we're going through. And what are your thoughts, Ken, on what's what's going on in life? Man, I'm trying to figure out now, uh, during pandemic life, what is life after the pandemic? That's a, it's a really good question. That's a really good question. Uh, I don't know necessarily that things are going to go back to how they were. And I've seen a meme that said, you know, we don't need to go back to how things were because things it wasn't working that way. And I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think, you know, a lot of people when 2020 came, everybody had this 2020 vision, 2020 vision and all of these things that they had in mind. But none of what's going on now is what anyone had in mind. So, yeah, you realize that you aren't. As in control as you think you are with your life, right? Your life can always audible can always get cold, and you just have to be ready for it. Yes. So I think that everything that we had plans for, and everything that we hoped for, and we dreamed for for 2020 is still attainable. Is still possible. 
I just think that everything that's happening now had to happen. And I've said this before, it's really unfortunate. Of course, I don't want anyone to pass away for the people who've passed away during COVID for those reasons, or even with racial injustices, things that have happened where some people have lost their lives um, and not lost their lives. They were taken from them. They were murdered. But I do believe that those things happened for a specific reason like the world just went crazy after the George Floyd situation and I think that that had to happen in order for us to get to where we are now unfortunately his life had to go because of it but it's all for a better and bigger cause but I don't think that we're going back to normal that or is it, is to, it okay to credit George Floyd for changing the world absolutely absolutely I think we all have a purpose. I think that we all have uh, a place in life and something that we're supposed to do in order to alter things. And I think that, unfortunately, that's, I mean, well, maybe it is fortunately, but his life, it had to happen. Um, but I think that his his uh, daughter is going to be forever changed by it. And it may change the trajectory of her life and what she may have thought she wanted to do. You know, not, I know she's young, but... Let's just say she wanted to be a doctor when she got older. Now she may want to be a judge or maybe she want to be president because she want to make change in the world, you know? So I don't know. But it, we can't go back to what we what we had before. It's definitely not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, would, absolutely. would you say that you have a new normal now, like as of July of 2020 versus what you thought was normal in February of 2020? That's a great question. My normal is so confusing. <laughs> However, I am willing to evolve or die. Yes. I am willing to evolve because time, like my grandmother used to always tell me, I used to, you know, you know like a, a parent will just say the same thing, you mock them with your lips. She used to always say, son, time waits on nobody. And now I completely understand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can say now, like, my new normal is going to be hard because I have a 10-month-old, and recently our higher-ups, like government or whoever's in charge, of, who think they're in charge, they open, they, they said that they're going to open up schools but close bars. Yeah. <laughs> because it's too dangerous for people to be in the bar uh, because of COVID-19, but they still want to open up schools our children to go to it's the the logic behind it i i'm not gonna say i understand it so here's the thing hear me out (laughs) so a bar is optional you can drink at your house and you can get an education at your house but i think that the school system is a little bit more important than a bar so i can see how they would think that it's okay but i don't i don't think that it should be a thing. I think that there still should be some virtual train, um, teaching that should go on. And I, I'm not sure that everyone has access to a computer. It's 2020, but I, I still don't know everybody's life like that. So I, I can't say, I don't know. I don't know what made them think that that's necessary. Cause the numbers here in New Orleans, they're going up like it was 1300 one day to 1900 then 1900 then 1700 so it's like the numbers are steadily growing so why would you think that it's okay to reopen the schools obviously the the we haven't flattened the curve yet 
play devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> Only because of what I'm starting to understand and learn about our lives. A lot of kids, their parents cannot afford to feed them on the regular. So they, they, they depend on the schools to feed them. Yeah. Right? So that's one reason why, well, you know, it will sound ignorant for a parent to say, oh, I need them to hurry to make school. But I, I can understand why, because that was that, not free, but that was that free babysitter as well. Yeah. But, of course, the number one reason is for education. Like, you don't want your child to pick up habits that they wouldn't have picked up because they were been at school. Um, and a lot of people aren't, you know, to the level of teaching their kids and still trying to provide the life that they have to provide for the kids. That's true. You know, and, I, and I'm tired of watching Sesame Street every day. I am tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm tired of it. Listen, I, I didn't even know that Sesame Street still came on. I mean, I know it's a classic Man. show, but I mean. <laughs> Speaking of new norms, uh, new norms, like Sesame Street has gone haywire. Sesame Street now has gay characters. <laughs> Sesame Street is promoting uh, Black Lives Matters. I've uh, heard. Yeah, man. Sesame Street also has a knockoff character called the uh, Triangle Triangle Pants or something like that. It's a knockoff of SpongeBob SquarePants. What? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> so I well I mean well you know I somebody did point it out that Sesame Street has always been. You know, a little bit woke, kind of, sort of. Uh, yeah. I, I remember, I do remember, I want to say it was Zoe. I can't remember if that's her name or not, but she was adopted, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I yeah, think you know, and I remember that from years ago. So, I, I, I they, they might, you know, I'm glad that they do it in a way, though, that is to the kids. And it's not like, it's not like uh, shoving it down their throat, but it it's putting it out there. They make it natural, man. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah. But going to what you said about the new norm, like let's let's be even uh, real on our topic, man. Like, what do you think your new norm is? Well, let me ask you this: What was your old norm, and what do you think tomorrow will bring you your new norm? Okay, so my old norm was working a lot, working two jobs, and coming home and taking a bath and getting ready for the next work day of working two jobs and still trying to do my hobbies of like podcasting and making videos and just being a creative in general. But I think now my new normal is working one job. I have a lot more time on my hands. I still am very homebound. I don't necessarily go out unless I have to. But the fact that I cannot, not cannot, I choose not to go out so freely is different for me. Uh, granted, I am fine staying at home most days and doing things or sometimes doing nothing, but the, the, the want or the need to leave out and go and be out in the world and get that vitamin D, get that fresh air is just, it has really dwindled and I don't necessarily feel bad about it. And I know that the world is not <laughs> infected. I mean, they are. it is infected with some things, but it's not that I'm afraid. It's just that I don't want to put myself in that situation to get sick 
and I don't want to either be a carrier of the sickness and bring it to my job where other people are going to get sick. And it's just, I don't know, the new norm for me is really just just maintaining my my solitaire confinement of being at home. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that. Mine was waking up at about 5.30, mentally preparing myself for the gym, uh, going to the gym from 6 to maybe 7, 15-ish, getting back home. Uh, and that was pretty much sneaking out and sneaking back in before my daughter woke up. You know, when she was born, just so I can help before I go to work. Go to work uh, for literally the whole entire day. And then, you know, try to catch up and say, hey, what are you guys up to? And spend at least about 30 minutes to an hour with them before everybody's going to sleep. Yeah. Now, it's wake up run downstairs, get on the treadmill or work out in the garage, mm-hmm. uh, then run back upstairs and it's like, we have nowhere to go because one job I had, I quit it because it didn't have maternity leave. The other one, uh, I didn't like their principles and how they, you know, gouge customers and stuff like that. So I quit it right before the uh, pandemic mm-hmm. and trying to find another gig uh, or even start one is terrible because I, I don't know how to actually do it. Like, no one's truly looking for employees at the moment. Yeah. So if they'll bring in someone that hasn't been quarantined with them, you know, you're kind of quarantined with the people that you work with on a regular. Yeah. So just like the people at your home, because that's your second home. So I don't know if they want to bring in new people thinking that this invisible disease could possibly affect them and, you know, their homes. Yeah. How, how do I meet someone and tell and show them who I am when I'm required to wear a mask? Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be interesting. I did see a picture on social media of uh, interview that was going down at Popeyes, and it was sitting outside in front of the the building. So the manager was sitting on uh, on a chair on one side or at one end, and then the employee was sitting, and they both had on masks, but they were sitting outside conducting the interview, which I thought was, I'm like, is this new the new normal? Like, is this what we're doing? But a lot of people have become a little bit more relaxed as far as interacting with other people. Most places now, there is a mandated, you have to wear a mask. But the wearing of gloves has kind of just kind of dwindled. It's like, oh, so we don't want to talk in each other's faces. But when we get in our cars and touch everything else, touch our eyes, touch our face, and then we get out of our cars and we touch doors and handles and everything, that's fine, right? So, you know, it's kind of like what what happens next? What what are we doing to to make sure that it doesn't, that we can flatten it, but it's like some places are really more relaxed than others. And I don't know. So... That's interesting, though. How would the interview go? Because how do you have that face-to-face contact? And how do you really see somebody's face or their demeanor when they are behind a mask? You know, it's that's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, one thing I will say about going out, though, when you um, mentioned just being out, getting dressed up to go nowhere or anything like that, is yeah. that's one thing I miss. I miss getting dressed up, going for either a date night or just getting dressed up to go hang out with my girls, go for drinks. And I know that seems kind of shallow because it's like people are actually sick and, and dying. But this is something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy getting cute 
and going yeah. places but now i just get cute and post videos on youtube and it's like is this life now like so i'm buying outfits to show off on the internet at first it was just posting a picture to show yeah. off on the internet now it's like what <laughs> let me ask you a question are you are you still uh well i'm not sure if you're gonna tell you views or not but you can whisper it to me i don't think nobody's listening <laughs> so uh <laughs> are you still single I that now that is a very interesting question. <laughs> look, look, don't don't answer the question. No. The, the, the reason why I asked was I asked that because at this time of pandemic, especially when it first started, and we were all scared to even like man, people don't even talk in the in the grocery stores anymore. Right. My, my question is, how is that dating process now, man? Because I. I remember FaceTiming somebody before I met them, like, off the dating apps and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, I, I did do that precaution because of stupid shows like, like, uh, what's not Cheaters? Catfish? Catfish. Yeah. Yes, man. <laughs> I remember actually, uh, sitting there and, and FaceTiming or, a Google or Skyping a person or whatever. Yeah. But how, like, I, I know it's depressing. It has to be depressing, man. But I want to know, like, the positive parts of it. How do people proceed? Right. Well, we're still out here getting it in. Let, let's be real. <laughs> we're out here getting it in. <laughs> but I want to know, like, positively, like, a person that is scared of possibly infecting that person or themselves or, or just being terrified by what could possibly be. How do they settle their minds by, you know, trying? Well, I think... Um... At this time, I'll speak for myself. You just kind of date who you had been dating in uh, at the time. So if you're single and you're, you know, you're trying to get to know one person or two people or however many, you know, no judgment here, you just kind of stick with those people and you still keep it to a minimum. You you know their lifestyle. You know how often they go out in public and then you just kind of minimize your inter- interaction with them. So... Uh, one person may go to work, go to church, go to the grocery store, go hang out with their crew, and the other person may just go to work and go home. And it's like, okay, well, I know I can spend time with this one because this activity is just a little bit more on the minimal side than the other person who's doing everything with everybody and not really concerned about COVID. So I, for me, that's what I, I would say. I would say that you... If you are dating multiple people or even somebody, make sure. I mean, I would say that it's somebody who you were had to have been dealing with before the pandemic because I can't see me. And if if I did meet somebody on an app or if I did go that route, it would it, we would do a whole lot of FaceTiming first or uh, Google Duo or Hangouting way more than what we would do in person. Like we would just have to have a virtual relationship at first. And then once things kind of die down, then move into a a more in-person or physical uh, dating aspect of it. I, I got a curveball question for you, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so my curveball question of the day is, what if you met, quote-unquote, the perfect guy via app or if you met the person, you know, distance? Uh, whatever, however you met the person, right? Mm-hmm. This person is a this guy is a nurse or a doctor in a hospital. Come on, <laughs> come on. 
that that's, that's, that's a new norm though that's yeah a new norm. He, he needs love too he does just like you he's an essential worker however you don't meet as many people as he do yeah um he, he's a hero he has his cape and cowl on <laughs> in that case it would have to be uh there would there would definitely be some precautions um i would have to have a thermometer to make sure and take his temperature um there would be no uh kissing uh Aww. we would we would we would interact with one another in person but there will be a lot of precautions that would have to be taken and not solely for my benefit but for him as well because he is an essential essential employee i want to make sure that he's not catching anything from me that's gonna that he's gonna bring back to his job or that yeah. would cause him to have to be out of work. So I wouldn't discriminate. That is a really good question, but I would also take a, a lot of precautions. And um, it, essentially during the, not essentially, but in the beginning of the pandemic when everything was going on and people I knew did have it, there was a precaution that was taken and making sure that there was no, uh, not acting as if they had some type of disease that I didn't want to catch, but just kind of just really being really really cautious so exactly man but that that norm yeah it's gonna be <laughs> the new norm at the moment is gonna be yeah homie i want to mess with chicks with gucci masks <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hope not but you know that <laughs> there the the new norm with dating is what no not even with dating the new norm in general for most people is better hygiene um as it relates to people washing their hands more people making sure that when they cough they cover their mouths and stuff like that so i'm hoping that that latches on and that it sticks i'm hoping <laughs> man i i know i know how quickly uh i i know how quickly a person can get sick because when my i sent my daughter to uh daycare uh a few you know few months that she went it, it was never a time that she wasn't sick like we just talking about common colds mm-hmm. so the pandemic has been a gift and a curse to me, to me and my family because she's been home drinking breast milk and we know that we're not neglecting her or nothing like that mm-hmm. but she had fine like i went out to be fine she has been fine but putting putting them back in that that actual the conference man yeah I, I, I just can imagine like what kids will go through i'm just talking about the kids like like sending them back to school mm-hmm. at the moment like with all the germs but like a lot of people do live with so many people that they're going to have germs on a regular and they spread it to other kids yeah and and think about it to even think further you ever had a like a co-worker or a classmate uh pre-covid that anytime he sneezed he sneezed like four or five times yeah <laughs> you ever seen that before like you already know that like let's let's give him a name george like george always needs four to five times and you just know not to talk to him until he finishes yeah <laughs> but if, if george coughs or, or sneezes now the new norm is to punch him in his face yeah like, basically you're scared basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um well i've heard i've ho- heard horror stories of daycare and and preschool pre-k and all of that before of every time someone sends their child my they'll say my child has never been sick but i know as soon as they get to daycare or preschool they're going to come home sick and sure enough 
that's what happens because you have a 10 to 12 to 20 little bitty kids in a small space and that's 10 to 12 to 20,000 different germs that you are putting in that small space. So somebody's going to go home sick. Somebody is going to go home and they're not going to be well. And when you think about it, though, on not even just with the kids, though, but just in general, how much stuff you touch, you would be literally washing your hands every five seconds. You touch your yeah. face, you touch door handles, you touch the keyboard, you touch chairs, you touch uh, papers that other people have touched, you touch file cabinets. I mean, there's so much things or so many things that we touch and, and just interact with on a daily basis. It's absolutely nearly impossible to do to just really wash your hands that often or even just to be very uh cautious because it's just it's nearly impossible it's nearly impossible but the best thing you can do is at least try and i'm hoping that like i said i hope that it really sticks with people because um just to think about how this virus and this this is something new in our time this is historic so we 40 50 years from now we can talk about where people were getting sick and dying when they had flu-like symptoms, something we've never had in our lifetime. Yes. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. It is. So just like you said, the, the most, the most impactful word for that is behavior. Yeah. Like, our behaviors have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good point. You ever watch the movie, uh, the movie Mad Max or, uh, Book of Eli? Book of Eli, yes. I think this is my theory hypothesis. I honestly believe that that movie was possible because of a pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely, hands down. They were in pandemic, yeah. Hands down. That's a good. Uh, that's a good thought. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because like they had to live by exactly the things that we don't even want to keep buying. Guns, bullets, uh, rations. Like, they had to actually live by, like, stuff like, you know, people not having jobs anymore. So if they have stop having jobs, people stop producing things. Just like right now, farmers are on strike because, you know, they're starting to get sick. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to eat, you know, dependable foods and stuff like that? Right. Yeah, man. That's crazy. I mean, this this is... It really is a very trying time, but it's also something that is going to make us a better people because of everything that we're going through. I think that um, uh, this was necessary. Uh, I know that it's unfortunate because I know the people who were sick, they were really sick and down and out. I mean, with the cold chills and their body being sore, not being able to move, constant vomiting and just, just really down and out. And then for them to come out on top, and some people did not actually make it out, but for them to come out and survive it and be able to say, hey, this thing was real. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, still thinks, they think that it's a hoax. Like, what, what, I, I don't, I don't see how. I don't, I, I mean, I honestly think that everybody has it, just everybody doesn't have the same symptoms or they're asymptomatic, basically. But I just think that everybody has it, because like I was saying earlier, there's no way that we can wash our hands after every every single thing. So we've come in contact with it, I'm sure. Some of us just don't have the symptoms or we had it and didn't know it. 
meaning uh our our common cold that we had in december or january was actually coronavirus but you know that's just my opinion angie i have been washing my hands so much that my skin is falling off yeah. And I had a um I had a phase that I was going through with the dry hands because I was washing them so much and then I keep a bottle of alcohol in my purse and in my book bag when I go to work and I spray it on my hands every time I touch something. And so my hands started to get real dry from the alcohol drying it out. But one of my coworkers, she found an alcohol from um, Sally's Beauty Supply that actually is for hair professionals. And so it, it, it's not very drying to the hands. It's actually pretty moisturizing. And it is an alcohol. So she gave me some of that, and I've been using that as well. So it helps me to not have that dry skin because my skin was literally peeling. Like I would dry my hands off with a napkin, and then I would see a whole bunch of stuff on my hand and I'm like what is this and then I look and it's my skin actually peeling off like oh my goodness <laughs> the, the, the crazy thing is we honestly don't know what to do we just know bodies should be handled yes what care that we should do man yeah that's why I said like whatever the new norm is it's whatever behaviors that you you know practice in your household or teach your kids or whatever it's gonna be man cause there's no right way right now and everybody's trying to be the chief because yes what chief does not know what is going on <laughs> i mean yes i agree wholeheartedly you said it better than i ever could have but yeah that's exactly what's going on it is exactly what's going on we're doing the best that we can with what we have and and we're just trying not to, we're trying to beat this thing and to, to overcome and survive it. Mm-hmm. What's, what's some things that you will prepare? Let's say if we have a, a second shutdown, because from numbers, just from the numbers point of view, I think they should have been shut the city down. Oh, yeah. I, I, I yes. don't want to do it because, you know, unfortunately, we, we need money to live and they don't want to give it to us, you know. Right. Our big brother in them, but they don't want to take care of their people like they should. They want you to still go out there and survive after they're closing your, you know, need to live. They're closing it. Yeah. So, what are some positive things that if we uh, go back into another shutdown, uh, we have to go to phase one where we stay at home? What, what are some things that you would tell your listeners to be ready for and how to prepare? Um, number one, um, just a, a shameless plug for my friend, Eric. I was recently on his podcast and he did an episode on coping with COVID and it was centered around basically how to handle your finances during a time like this. So number one, the first thing I would say is that hopefully before another pandemic or another situation like this happens or another shutdown that the money that people have been getting either if it was the stimulus payment or the um uh what is it called unemployment that people are getting on a weekly basis which was way more than most people were bringing home i hope that they were setting setting aside some of that money to actually prepare for another pandemic or a situation like this because 
seeing the numbers, you have to know that it is going to shut down again. It can't possibly just keep on going like it's going. So my first, my very first and not only my very first suggestion would be to make sure that you are saving your money so that you are not waiting on a stimulus payment or that's the only way that you can survive if if a stimulus payment comes through so saving their money and making sure that they're spending not splurging on things that won't matter so no going out and buying a a gucci mask (laughs) because that is not going to pay any bills if anything happens and who knows how long these landlords are going to be so forgiving or just whatever who knows we don't know what's going to happen but financially you need to be secure that's one of my um tips that i would say and then i would also say to um make sure that everyone in your household is on the same page not only financially but as it relates to what they need to do to move forward because if you are in a relationship or if you are in a household that has more than one person you all have to be on the same page when it comes down to okay so now we can't spend as much as we used to or not that you want to be skimping on food and saving food because it's not like it's the apocalypse but you also want to make sure that like because you know a lot of people were just sitting there eating all day long when this first happened because we didn't know what to do we were just sitting there and just eating everything in sight but we don't need to be unhealthy in the process so a lot of the snacks and stuff that we're just nibbling on let's get healthy because if you paid attention, which I don't think anybody ignored the fact that 70% of us were dying when this thing first happened, and us meaning African Americans, because of our health issues. So if we are going to prepare for a situation like this, and I know that you can't turn your health around overnight. If you've eaten bad for 50 years and you just try and eat greens the next day, you're not going to be healthy the next day. But at least try to start moving in the direction of eating a little bit more healthier and I know it's I know it's it's expensive to eat healthy but it is also uh would you rather eat healthy or die you know it's kind of like that so finances and uh eating better to kind of well not even just eating better taking care of yourself physically your health that's that's my two <laughs> tips that I would say I went all the way around the corner just to get across the street. I'm sorry. No, you were on point with it because <laughs> it can't say that you didn't explain it, man. Because, like, a lot of people just don't know. Like, the, the excess of eating was truthfully just something that you do at home. Yeah. You you're, you're, you're on your regular norm before uh, COVID, you were only home a certain amount of time anyway. Right. But now that home became a full-time job, it's like, what else do you do home? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was getting mad because of stuff like not wearing shoes in the house. Like, we don't wear shoes in the house. So, it was like not having my shoes on in the day. I usually wear my sneakers all day. Like, I'm not used to this. I need to go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I need to find something to do. Like, it was one day I honestly was outside like a spoiled kid, mad at my parents because I was bored. And I sat outside for a few minutes to wait for the grass to grow. <laughs>
Yes, indeed. <laughs> I got bored. Wow. <laughs> but I, I hope that we go back to, you know what? I, I apologize. We're not going to go back to the norm. I hope to learn and adjust to the new norm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm not going to say the way that I operated or lived or the things that interacted with me before were, they those things were bad. But I am okay with missing out on those things for a better world, for a better future, for a better environment, uh, and for a better way of life. Because it, it really, it honestly was not working. But uh, I'm, I'm, down, I'm down for whatever's going to happen next. I know that. I am because there's a lot of things that I had hopes for before 2020 started. And I'm still believing that those things are going to come to pass. But I just also think that that we're going to have to do some work. We're going to have to. I never was a fan of change. I I don't mind change because I know that it has to happen. But if I had to sign up to go stand in the line and say I'm ready for change, no, I, I wouldn't be standing in that line. At all. At all. But I know that when it does happen, I'm you know, I go with the flow. I don't resist it because I know that it's necessary. It's just that I'm not willingly or voluntarily going to go ahead and say, Yep, I'm ready for this change. I have to be either pushed to that point or it just has to happen and then I'll go with it. Man, I hope a lot of people are are accepting the the new change because I worked in an environment where my customers were only paid on a first third or they had some type of alimony on the third Wednesday of the month. Why at 33, 34 years old, I knew that type of life for these people is because I helped them with their finances to afford the product that I was selling. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, these people, some of these people only made like $700 a month. Wow. $100 a month. I'm not sure if they lived in the house with other people, and that person took care of the rent. I never got that involved into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the product that they were renting for me, well, from the business that I worked for, man, it, it led me into a, a state of depression. But it, the universe put me in that predicament to awaken my eyes to prepare better. Yeah. With those people prepared, man, because I can only imagine what happened to these people when once the pandemic started. I'm sure they got they still got their check on the first, the third, and the third Wednesday, whatever they got paid. Mm-hmm. But just how poor that their spending habits were that I had to hit their debit card. You know, first, as soon as they got their money, I had my system to automatically debit their card. Or if they didn't pay it, I had to repo what they rented from me. Wow. I would, you know, I, I quit the job or whatever, but had, had I still had to uh, repo these people, I, they wouldn't have had beds or whatever to sleep in during the lockdown, you know, stuff wow. like that. If they would have put their money on necessities. Think about that. They actually needed this stuff. Mm, mm, mm. So I, you know, like if this person would have took his $700, but I know we spent way more than that preparing this house for, you know, water and, and you know, snacks and food and deep freezer full of vegetables or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had the same thing. But if that company wasn't, wouldn't have, you know, give them extensions or something like that I, I just can imagine what these people's lives could have been in the quote unquote new norm right wow yeah man that's why you and I we always hit each other up and like yo you saved $20 look this I did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah man 
I think I that mean, I hope that that's what we we move into. We mean in the world move into a lot more of uh, people kind of like checking on the other and saying, "Hey, did you know about this?" And "Hey, you want to try this?" And "Hey, have have you heard about this?" And look, this is what I did, and look at where I'm at. It may not work for you, or it may work for you, but hey, try it out. It's worth a shot because we all we gotta get there. And we and we should all be on the same page. <laughs> We may not all get there at the same time, but at least we all have the same tools to get there. And uh, that that uh, repoing situation, man, that's that's crazy, especially during a time like this. And yeah, that's that's something else. But um, so any any final, I guess, thoughts on the new normal or the old normal or any hopes for the future? Man, I just I just hope that we can paint an image that has trees outside kids are playing with strange strangers you know i.e. more kids or whatever yes. <laughs> like normal like whatever that 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 agent that that's invisible that's trying to like kill us all kill us all but if the earth is filtering itself yeah. i hope that we could just keep our days man yeah i agree and then we can, you know, stream Netflix when you want to, not watch the whole <laughs> Netflix like I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I agree. I'm I agree. tired of Netflix. I'm, I never thought I would say that. I am tired of you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, unfortunately for me, I am the fast that I am on does not involve Netflix. So that's one thing that I cannot even tune into for the next two weeks. So... I guess I'm tired of Netflix too. <laughs> I've been trying to join, so I'll sit there and read. But you know, I can't not not have family time. It's just all right, cool. Y'all won't watch these people kill each other. Let's do it. I <laughs> yes, indeed. Better times will come. Man. Absolutely, and I, I believe it. And I don't think that it's going to be any other way but better times coming. And I am praying that it's sooner then later because i mean this is really like a pause button but it's necessary for everybody so i i I do want better times to come and i know that they are coming i think that we all probably just need a a, another breather or two and then we can get the ball rolling and get this thing back uh to where it needs to be man i hope so too because i'm thinking of all type of like before human life conspiracies like for the dinosaurs in a pandemic and we just didn't know it and we just called it a big thing. <laughs> I'm really sitting there thinking now. Right. <laughs> I'm totally sober people. I am that high. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a, a very questionable thought though. It's like, wait a minute now. Yeah. Wait a minute. Was this a sober question or was this a high question? For real, man. I'm telling you, I've been thinking, like, <laughs> like, is this, what is this that we're going through? Like, but whatever it is, I hope we have better days. Yeah. And we can put this, because, like, right now, I'm like, like, right now, the NBA is trying to make a return to entertain people, i.e., make their money back, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they're still putting people's lives in danger because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. But they figure, oh, let's, let's imprison these guys just to get what we need because we paid them for it already. Mm-hmm. And they also need to eat. You know, that's, that's their means of uh, working as well. But 
you know, guys are still being tested as positive for uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. while, while in the compound. Jeez Louise. They're not even feeding these Ferraris the type of gasoline that they need to eat to survive, you know? But they're pretty much giving them, like, you know, whatever Disney had, like burgers and chips and whatever. Mm-hmm. And these guys have been on, like, expensive diets. So I really want to see how this is going to turn out. I, I wish them all the best. I hope no one becomes the example of, oh, he died during the whatever, you know, but... Yeah. And it's just, it's just hard to even, like, want to be positive about this stuff because we don't know what it is. Right, right. But you honestly tell yourself what it is? Nah. <laughs> nah. Right. But you, all you can do is hope for the best. Like, that's dang it. it. Yeah, that's Man. it. Well, what type of mask do you have? I have so many. I have the procedure masks that come from the hospital. I've I have masks that have like the little uh, vent on the outside of it that you kind of breathe through and uh, whatever. I have cloth ones. I have uh, like spandex kind. I my sister orders some from Amazon, and every time she orders some, she'll give me one and then. At work, people will bring a whole bunch in that they've ordered or whatever, and they they give us some. So I just take them wherever I can get them, and I utilize those. I use I use everything. <laughs> right? Do you get rid of the exposable ones though, like the uh, the paper ones? Do you throw them away once you finish using it? Yeah. Um. Well, I have worn it multiple times. Um. One that I keep in my car. I've used it. I'll use it like if I'm going to the gas station and I go inside. Because yeah. I'm not doing a whole lot. So I'll keep it and wear it a couple of times. And then I throw it away and get another disposable one. And then go like that. Yeah, that's the most we can do. Because, like, man, it's even scary wearing that. Because you're shortening your breath. You know, yeah. your body is moving to that, man. It's like, ah, man. <laughs> wow. So I, I don't, like, new norm, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> we do, but we're going to embrace it because I know that it's it's going to prepare us for the things that we had a vision and and ideals for our future for. But it's it's definitely going to be hard trying to get used to it because I used to just get up and go to Walmart when I wanted to. Now it's like, okay, so I got to make sure I bring this and I got to make sure I have this. Now in my purse, I have a Ziploc bag full of masks and gloves. So when I go there, I know for sure, because when you go to certain stores now, if you don't have a mask, you can't get in. And who wants to drive 30, 20 minutes out and get somewhere, then you can't go in because you don't have a mask. Like, that's right. going to be hard getting used to doing. And, um, right. but I mean, you know, again, I, I'm hoping it's it's all for the better and <laughs> that there will come a time where we won't have to ma- wear a mask and stuff, but it, it'll be almost odd to not see somebody with a mask now. Well, it is odd now to not see something. You're looking at them like you'll pass by and you see a million people at an event or doing something they should not be doing with that many people at one gathering and not a single person has on a mask. And you're like, what's wrong with y'all? You know, like before, if you wore a mask, people were like, what's wrong with you? But now when you wear a mask or when you don't wear one, it's like, okay, what's wrong? What's funny is, uh, like, you travel a lot. I'm sure you've seen Asians or uh, international people already have a mask on, yep. on a plane. Facts. Facts. So what is that telling you about our information and media? <laughs> right. We're so behind the ball. Man. Always. Always. 
we're so behind the ball, Andy. It's I'm it's crazy. People, you know, and I'm just looking at him like, man, yeah, she got a mask on for her, you know, stuff like that. But showing up, here it is, and that is a new norm now. And it's crazy though because when I got sick in December, I went to my niece's house for um for Christmas Eve for a Christmas party, and I put a mask on my face in December. And when I told I was telling my best friend, I'm like, girl, I think I may have had COVID in December. And I sent her the picture and I was like, this is the time I was telling you I was so sick. And she was like, where did you get a mask from in December? And I'm like, I've been having masks. Like, this is something I had in my house, a whole bunch of gloves and a whole bunch of masks because somebody I know worked at a hospital. So, you know, you know, whatever. But (laughs) and she was and I'm like, that's weird that that was a question that she asked, like, where did you get that from in December? And it's like, well, no, I've always had them, but we didn't wear them like that. And even when you go to nail shops, they wear it at the thing and you're thinking, oh, they're doing it, you know, to kind of stop the the nail particles and stuff from getting to their face. But they also come in contact with so many people. They don't want to get sick. Right. That is 100% a real fact. And <laughs> and now we don't know. Like, we're so behind on a lot of information. And that, that that's technology as well. Mm-hmm. That type of information is technology because we didn't understand how this virus could have spread it so quickly. Yeah. We're talking about a globe. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about New Orleans. We're not talking about Louisiana. We're not talking about, like, Texas, the South. We're talking about the entire world has been infected with uh, an illness. Yeah. Like, man. Crazy. Like, and then look, uh, it didn't stop energy from charging us on a light bill. <laughs> I think ours actually went up because they, they came and changed the boxes on us. Oh, yeah, they did. They add, they added the new uh, gauges or something. I forgot what they, it's my energy, and they, they updated the website. Oh, my goodness, it's. <sighs> yeah, they did. I, I would build like a hundred dollars more because of that. Wow! And you know and my huh? What is that? My bill. I usually pay more on my bill than what's due, but when I got my most recent bill, it was like twenty dollars that I owed, and I'm like, that's weird. It had been being like ten dollars, and I I didn't look at it. I'm like, oh well, maybe I ran the AC more now or something. I don't. I I didn't know what why but now i'm about to go back and look at it because that could be why because of the new um meters that they put in yeah they they made sure that those meters were running <laughs> wow yeah man like if, I, if they changed mine and you told me that you changed yours and we have the same common problem of inflation the same amount of uh usage you know that's a common factor yeah mm mm so any any last words for the listeners before we uh, wrap things up? Man, just like Andy said, um, make sure that your behaviors are for the best for yourself, your family, your friends, um, to protect yourselves. Um, and hey, comment, let us know how you protect yourselves different from us, and give us some pointers. We're human just like you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, also, any tips? For a future pandemic or for a future shutdown, anything that you would suggest that people do or don't do if this yes. happens again? Uh, yes. Uh, since we know better now, make your lifestyle changes now. Um, start getting, like, like stores are starting to replenish back on toilet papers. I have no idea who said go get all the toilet paper, by the way. 
whoever you are, you are sad and pathetic. <laughs> I still don't under, I, well I didn't understand it understand it then back in March but when we were in Mexico we just brought some toilet paper home from the Walmart from Mexico because we heard what was going on here and right. and so when I got back and I was at that time I didn't go to my second job when I got back I was only at my first job so I was home a lot and I was drinking more water and I was eating more. So I was going to run to the restroom like every five minutes. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. this is why we need the toilet That's paper. Probably, you know what? This makes sense. <laughs> you know what? You, you made a positive out of that negative. And I appreciate it that makes so much sense. But I will say that people definitely need to start stocking up on water now. Don't don't let your family go with uh, thirsty. You could survive more on water than you could on food. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, get get cases, man. And I prefer spring water because purified water is that they're taking the minerals that are healthy healthy to your body out of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, you know, whatever minerals are uh, naturally in water, yeah. I'd rather drink that than to drink purified water. So, that's what I prefer. So, make sure y'all start getting the things, you know, perishables that y'all need now. Um that way you're on top of the game. But let's say the best case scenario is there is no other pandemic and you can always return that over, you know, unused stuff that you don't have that, yeah. you, that you bought. And another thing was uh, Walmart was giving us credit for the stuff and we didn't have to bring it back because they were scared that we was going to get people sick, you know? Yeah. But they were giving us refunds for stuff that we kept. What? Yep. A penitpension.com. <laughs> Learn me something. Yeah, yeah, man. It was some some things that we bought. Like I told her that I uh, I told my wife that I I, I like this jackfruit sandwich, uh, burger from uh, vegan with a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she tried to order it, but it came in a can. And when she opened it, I was like, "This is disgusting. I never want to see this in my life." Mm-hmm. And she tried to bring back the rest of the can, and it was like, "Just keep it." And they uh, no, they said discard it yourself, and it gave us a credit. Wow. Yeah, they refunded us from the uh, website. You just type in your uh, your receipt number mm-hmm. and just put off the stuff that you want to return. And at that time, they wasn't, wasn't taking nothing back. Wow. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, guys, y'all heard it here. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it, but it may be worth a shot. But don't do no funny stuff. Don't don't be trying to return stuff that you... Come on. Man, come on, man. You know... <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, y'all heard it here, and thank you so much, Kim, for joining me on Sincerely Angie, and you all, uh, tell them where they can find you again. Hey, my Instagram is Ken, K-E-N-N, two N, uh, a period, Hunter, H-U-N-T, and I think the number one after that. Oh, no, it just might be Ken Hunter one, Ken dot Hunter, uh, on Instagram, and uh, Positive Organic Vibes, you can find it on Spotify or the Anchor app. 
and I will have his links to everything in the show notes so you can find him there and just like you all support me please support my friend and his podcast and uh, go and give him a listen or three I think you have a few episodes up now so go ahead and give him a listen yeah. you guys you'll also hear Angie on one of them great episode just be ready to listen yes thank you so much Kim Thank you. All right. Thank you again for tuning in to Sincerely Angie Podcast. And hopefully you learned something in today's episode. For any social media handles, you can always visit SincerelyAngieM.com under the social media tab or at the bottom of the page. That's Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube. Talk to you next time.